Hi, I'm Lauren Clash-Schneider with Flash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Dana Steingold, starring in The Cottage at the Hayes Theater. Hello and welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Hi, you bet. Thanks for being here. Okay, this ridiculously funny romantic comedy is a tale of sex, betrayal, and desire as one woman decides to expose her latest affair to both her husband and her lover's wife. And The Cottage is directed by Jason Alexander, making his Broadway directorial debut. Dana, how did this audition come about for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, You know, sort of in the way that all good things happen, um, I had finished Beetlejuice about six weeks prior and had no idea what was next. And I was away doing a concert and my agent called and said, can you take a look at the script? Uh, And if you, if it speaks to you, can you, you know, make a tape and uh, submit it by Monday? And this was Friday. And I sort of said, I need an extra day because I'm doing these concerts and I'm flying home. And I made the tape and it was a crazy, crazy tape in my apartment where I utilized many props, uh, Because when you see the show, you'll see that there's guns and cigarettes and all kinds of things. Um, And I submitted the tape and it moved pretty quickly from there. I had a work session about 10 days later and then found out I got it the day after. So it all moved pretty quickly. Wow. Wow. Yes. And um, did you have in-room auditions? So the callback was in person. It was like a, a work session with the producers and with Jason and Sandy And um, we did a bunch of material and uh, just had a great time. And I felt like we vibed, but you know, you never know when you leave the room, how it's received. Um, But I felt good about it and was thrilled that they allowed me to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, the play is written by Sandy Rustin, who you referred to throughout the rehearsal process. Was she in the room much and how did her presence affect the process? Yes, she was in the room and, um, I always think having a writer in the room specifically for, although she has been, I think, working on the piece for about 10 years, this is, you know, obviously it's a Broadway debut. And I think it's so lovely to be able to work directly with the writer and collaborate. Um, If you have a question, you can always say, what is your intent here? Because I'm confused here. Uh, This isn't making sense to me. Uh, Can you help clarify this moment for me? And a lot of times just a quick note from her sort of opens up an entire world of possibilities as an actor because you didn't perhaps read it the way she intended it. So yes, she was very involved. (laughs) That's great to hear. Now, with Jason at the helm and the extraordinary talent of your fellow castmates, I can only imagine a room filled with laughter throughout rehearsal. How did you guys get anything done? You know, we're still trying to get things done, just getting through the show every night for two hours. Um, Yes, we are not without a lot of laughter and humor and breaking. Um, Everyone is so generous with each other, throwing ideas and thoughts out for each other. We're sort of still navigating that um, because I think anyone in the show will tell you the audience is sort of our seventh cast member. Mm -hmm. So depending on what the energy is that we're receiving that night, certain things land or do not land. And so I think we're always kind of riding that wave. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and with Jason at the helm, you know, obviously, he is legendary uh, between his pedigree on uh, television and in theater. And so having someone at the helm like that, uh, who also is coming from an actor's point of view, uh, is truly the most 
helpful thing because they can sort of step inside of of your shoes and say, I understand why you're confused here, but just trust me as a director, push through this moment and let's see where this leads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you refer to the audience as the seventh character. Since your first, first preview and performing the play in front of a live audience, what, if anything, has changed or evolved? Oh, I think so much has changed for me. I think, you know, I've learned how I think Deirdre sort of brings in a lot of ways, the heart of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the more I'm in front of an audience, the more I can trust that that is my job. Although she is also so, uh, so much of the lightness and uh, the comedy of her, uh, I don't want to say her ditziness, but let's say her naivete um, that then reveals itself to also be uh, perhaps a little bit, all knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I think that as I've sort of navigated that in the last like month or so, um, even in without giving too much away uh, in the second act, when she sort of reveals herself to be something else than she sort of prays through the world as uh, that whole drunk sequence, I think has evolved a lot. I think at first I thought of it as sort of a dark drunk and Sandy was like, what happens if she's a party girl drunk? And that sort of opened up an entire world to me. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. This is who she is when she's drunk. So I think uh, a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for, for sharing some of that. Now, you're known also as a musical theater performer, as, as well as many of the cast members. How does that inform the work that you're doing in this high level of farcical comedy? Well, I think the most uh, the most important part of it is that there's a musicality to the language. And I think as musical theater actors, we hear that musicality quite easily. Um, and so there is sort of this rhythm to the piece that is sort of, I guess, the heartbeat of of what we're doing. And I think coming from a musical background is extremely helpful in understanding that and picking up on it. I also think the show is so highly choreographed in some ways. Uh, It is like doing a musical because the energy level is much higher than a normal comedic play, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with the precision needed for this level of comedy, have there been any mishaps? And if so, could you share how you recovered? (laughs) Well, let me tell you, there are mishaps almost every night. Um, You know, we're dealing with a lot of props and the dialogue also moves very quickly. Uh, But there's a part where a shoe is meant to drop from the sort of the sky, essentially. And it's not supposed to drop for about, let's say like 35, 40 minutes in, and it dropped on my entrance. So, and it literally like chicken little, like the sky is falling. That was the weird. other, the other shoe dropped. Yeah. The other shoe literally dropped and Eric and I just looked at each other and started cracking up. And occasionally people will call each other by the wrong name, which is always really funny because we're moving through so, so many, um, so many names so quickly. So it's always funny when people are like, Sylvia, Deirdre, Marjorie, whoever you are, let's keep going. Um, that's always fun. I mean, I rolled off the table the other day and unknowingly started bleeding, but I didn't know that I had done that. And it looked much more dramatic than it actually was. I was not injured at all. It was just like a little scrape, but Nahal had to like hand me his handkerchief from his costume because I was actually like 
bleeding so much that I was getting it all over the set. (laughs) So yeah, lots of stuff has happened, I would say. I just love how you sort of casually said, and I rolled off the table the other night. <laughs> yes, there is a lot of physical comedy. There there certainly is. And my body is definitely taking a beating, a small beating. <laughs> but thank goodness you have castmates there with handkerchiefs to help. Absolutely. And a wonderful fight, uh, fight choreographer. And, you know, everything's done very safely. But occasionally there are things you cannot help. <laughs> <laughs> now, for this show and, and any others, actually, do you have any pre-show rituals? You know, I'm not so much a pre-show ritual person. I think the one thing I do always make sure of is I arrive early because I don't believe in rushing. I think it's like actually terrible for your well-being and your mental health. And I like to check in with everybody before the show starts, just so the first time I see them isn't on stage. So essentially what I'm telling you is my pre-show ritual is socializing (laughs) and gossiping, but that's kind of the best kind, I think. (laughs) You grew up in Michigan and attended summer camp at Stage Door Manor. So as a Midwesterner, how did you even know about that Northeastern summer camp and that it might be a good place for an aspiring actor? Yeah, so that's a great question. I grew up doing local theater, and one of the companies was run by a woman named Nancy Gerwin, whose son is Danny Gerwin, who is known for, you know, the Full Monty and Scarlet Pimpernel, and uh, he was Laurie in Little Women, and he had actually gone to Stage Door. So he had pulled me aside and said, hey, like, I know my mom is going to kill me for telling you this, but you must go to this camp I went to. It will absolutely change your life. No matter what you do, force your parents to send you there. So I begged my parents and they finally sent me. Um, And it was truly, it was utopia. It was, I had never been around that many extraordinarily gifted people who were also as passionate as I was about this thing that nobody else around me growing up was into. So, you know, it was a really special thing. And my best friends from summer camp are still my best friends now, 25 years later. Oh, nice. Okay, last question. Have you seen theater camp yet? I have not. I must go. Um, I've been told that I will love it. And I'm sure it's, it's amazing. (laughs) There, there's a lot that will touch your heart. I'm sure. Not as much as touches my heart when seeing the cottage and (laughs) so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm Lauren Klaus-Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio, and I'm here with Dana Steingold, starring in The Cottage at the Hayes Theatre. Thank you.